the Kingdom Concepts. Uh, we've already been having a real fun time today, and we invite you to come and be a part of uh, this discussion today. We're going to be talking about navigating through disagreements. You know, as Christians, the reality is, is that we're all works in progress. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us, God's doing something inside of us. He's, he's causing old things to pass away and everything to become new. If we're in Christ. Yes. And I think that what happens sometimes is that as believers, you know, we, we're not always going to see eye to eye on certain things. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things that we should always agree on, like yeah. the Word of God. Yeah. But I think that sometimes, you know, people have this impression that if you're a Christian, that everything's just so perfect, that you're never going to have any kind of disagreement or any kind of arguments and because we're Christians. So we don't argue. You know, we have intense fellowship. And <laughs> where did we hear that? We heard that when we first got saved, people said, Oh, you can't say you're arguing, you have intense fellowship. It's like, no, this felt like an argument. I don't think there was any fellowship going on. It was a straight out argument. You know, and it seems like, you know, every time you know you're stepping towards something and God's making an investment in your life, you're going to church or you just had some amazing revelation or some beautiful thing that God's done. Mm -hmm. It seems like immediately, you know, the Bible says the devil comes to steal the, the word. Mm -hmm. And we understand that, you know, uh, it usually happens right before you go to church and right when you're leaving church. I remember when we were, when we were young and the Lord would be going to church. And I remember you just have this thing. It's like we always got in an argument right before church. We had three kids have to get ready. And it just felt like we, and we always had to be there like two hours before service. I felt like every single morning, on Sunday morning, it was like a Sunday morning and Wednesday evening, we'd get in an argument for the stupidest thing, dumbest thing. If you get in an argument, we'd argue on the way to church quietly, of course, because kids were in the back and we'd be arguing or or just had had an argument and get in the car and I remember so many times sitting in the parking lot and you would not get out of the car. You're like, no, we are not going into the house of God in an argument. And we both had to sit there and it didn't matter. It didn't matter who was right at that moment at that time. You would just look at me and I knew, oh, he's right. He's right. He's right. And I would say, okay. And I would begrudgingly give you my hand and we would pray. And we yeah. pray before we walk, went into church. And I can remember one time, oh, it was me. You know, I was so angry. I don't remember what it was, but I was so angry. And I did not want to pray. I'm like, I'm not praying. I'm not praying. I don't want to pray. And I refused to pray when I went into church, before we prayed, went to church. It was the worst service ever. I don't remember anything other than I cannot believe that I didn't, you know, submit and allow us to pray. I don't remember. And I remember it was like the second song during worship, and it was just awful. It was, remember, we had to be there a couple hours early, so we were doing ministry, yeah. but it was just awful. I remember it was the second song of worship, and I was like, I can't do this. How can I come before the Lord and offer my praise and offer my worship to Him if I have up right here. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. So I remember, just grabbed your hand. I just gave you this little thing. You grabbed my hand. We just gave each other a little look, and we both knew we were sorry. And you're probably thinking, oh, I was waiting, waiting for it this whole time, you know. But I remember that, and I remember thinking, this is ridiculous, you know. And and it was always before church, and you, us just going home realizing, wait a minute, this happens too much. So the minute we realize, wait a minute. These arguments and disagreements are happening before we're about to get the word. Yeah. Then you know, like I said, we we're young in the Lord. You know, we just knew not to allow that. You know, and and go into the Word of God to make sure that we didn't argue. You know, the more word that we had in us, 
the easier it was not to be getting in disagreements because we knew more, and so it was yeah. so much easier. Well, it's not, and, and you know, when it's it's not it, it's important that you you learn and that you you know what God has to say about situations. That's why it's so important to to read our Bibles because without reading our Bibles, we're going to find ourselves in a position to where. We're, you know, just leaning on our emotions. And, and, and let's face it, there's a lot of people that suffer from emotional failure. Yeah. They, they, they don't know how to control their anger. They don't know how to control, uh, y- you, know, their, you know, the way that they think, the way that they react to things. Yeah. And, you know, and, and they get tossed by any little thing that happens. And that's not the way God designed for us to be. And it's not enough to learn the word. Like we were learning the word with other people. Yeah. But the difference is what you do with what yes. you've learned. A lot of people know the word. They read the word, but they don't apply the word in every situation. Yeah. You know, you can't just uh, use the word uh, to study and because you're going to deliver a message, or you're going to go talk to a friend, or you're going to go meet somebody, you're going to go see your unsafe family, and all of a sudden you have to pray up. You have to read the word every day so that every day is in you. The word says that my um, my word I've hidden my in my heart in your heart so that I might not sin against you. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. That's Psalms one eighteen. Psalms one eighteen. I quoted that a little bit wrong, but go to that um, uh, passage. And I just remember learning that going if if the word is in my heart when the situation comes up. I may want to react a certain way, but the word that's in my heart is going to come up. It's going to come up, and it's going to make me react to what the word says about the situation. Yeah, and, and the word never fails. You know, everything begins and ends with the word of yes. God. And as a believer, you know, when it came to disagreements, we had to learn to deal with it because I think the scripture that stood out to me was the Bible says that, you know, don't don't go to the altar, you yes. know, with your gift, you know, until you've made it right with your brother. And remember that? Yes. And, and as we learn those things, it was like, man, we're hindering our harvest. We're hindering what God wants to do. We're hindering the, the beautiful work that he's, uh, he's, he's advancing in our lives. And, and we knew that our love for each other was more important than winning an argument. Well, that took me a while. I real, for me, I'll just be honest. It, you know, I'm Mexican, number one, you know. And number two, I'm female. So, you know, you don't want to admit that you're wrong. You don't want to admit that... That, you know, maybe you have a good point. You don't want to admit those things. And I don't know why it's difficult. It was so difficult for me. But I just always just thank the Lord for your persistence and always taking us back to the Word. I always, I don't know why I'm being so weepy in these segments. No, I just appreciate your transparency. (laughs) I'm not feeling some vindication. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I just feel like, I just thank the Lord that, that you always took us back to the word. It was never your about you or me. And and we always just went back to the word. You know, whenever we had a disagreement about something, whenever we didn't agree about something, we went back to the word. And I and you can say this and I can say this, we never argued about the word. Yeah. It was once we saw it in the word, that's just the way it had to be. You know, it didn't matter what I believed, it didn't matter what I was feeling, it didn't matter what I was thinking, the word said some said yeah. this and that's what we went by. I heard this the other day, and it said, and uh, it was on uh, the Jerry and and, um, and Kelly show. You you need to watch that show. But uh, one of the ladies on there, she said, "You feel what you're feeling because of what you believe. You need to change what you believe, or you'll always feel the same way." Mm-hmm. And it just really ministered to me because I I was so many people feel a certain way because of what they believe. They have to change what they believe, or else they're always going to feel the same way. And I feel like that's in you know we're talking about 
how to navigate agreements in, in marriage, you know, what you're believing, you have to take it to the word. Yeah. If what you're believing, the way you're feeling at that moment, you need to line it up with the word. And if the way you're feeling, if you're feeling um, mistrusted, misused, um, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling um, not loved, whatever it is you're feeling, take it back to the word. Those feelings as a child of God, you know you have God that loves you. You know you have God that believes in you and supports you and, and he averts us and he lifts us up. Then we have to change the way we're feeling. We yeah. have to change the way we're feeling. And it would really, really help um, how you're feeling about about your spouse towards you. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Well, the, the word, you know, the Bible says in, in John 17, 17, you know, um, Jesus was speaking here. And he said something that is so powerful. It's not, it's not a lengthy verse, but man, this thing just packs yeah. a punch. Mm -hmm. Yes. He says here in John 17, 17, he says, sanctify, that means separate them. Mm -hmm. He says, through thy truth, thy word is truth. And the Bible says that if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. And the thing is, God's word is truth because you can have facts. It might be a fact that, you know, this has happened or that has happened to you, but Facts can change. Yes. Truth never changes. Truth is the highest form of reality. You know, and Jesus, he separates us from all of the the negativity, separates us from the error, he separates us from because the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man and a woman. Yeah. But it's not always the right way. He says it, it leads to death. But people stay stuck there. Well, yeah. Feels they don't they don't see that part where how it seems right. Well, you're looking at a situation because you've just had a disagreement. You've just had something you didn't like happen. And you're looking at that situation through what just happened. Yeah. You're looking at it through the eyes of hurt. You're looking at it through the eyes of, of betrayal. You're looking at it through the eyes of just anyway. You're looking at it through, yeah. through that way. And you have to separate yourself from that situation for a moment and say, okay, Lord, how would you have me see this situation? Well, and, and in marriage, let's be honest, nobody likes losing an argument. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and both parties always feel like they're right. And, you know, but when you're not in truth, mm -hmm. you know, you can believe something that's wrong is yes. right. And what I've always told people is that there's never a right way to do a the wrong thing. thing. Yeah. I and, know. I've heard that like my whole 30 years been with you. I've heard it. And, and it's true, you know, and it's uh, very true because uh, error will always cause you to suffer loss. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't understand how much they lose when they hold on to error. You know, because there's some people that, I mean, even believers, I mean, sinners do this, believers do it too sometimes. You'll have manipulation that takes place mm -hmm. for the sake of winning an argument. You have people that apologize for stuff that they didn't even do. Mm -hmm. They're apologizing because they want to end an argument because they're tired of, of the negativity that they're experiencing with their spouse. And their spouse knows in their heart mm -hmm. that this person doesn't need to apologize. I do. But they'll still hold out until that person apologizes yeah. because they don't want to be wrong. Or you have... Uh, those that like the silent treatment, you know, it's like, well, I just won't talk to you. And I mean, I never understood that. The silent I, treatment. Sometimes I wish you wouldn't have the silent treatment. <laughs> I never I, understood that one. Like, oh no, I'm not shut up to you. You're She says she's the silent. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, yeah. but even that you have those kind of things, you have people that will hold out their intimacy. Yes. Uh -huh. You know, uh, they'll use that as a tool. You have people that will use their children. To leverage their error. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And it, it's it's a dangerous thing. And, and I think that 
you have to come to a place where you learn how to navigate those disagreements. Like, yeah. like one of the things that you and I started to do when we first got saved was we 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 heard about strife because that's what it is. God, the Bible says wherever there's envy and, and strife, strife every, you'll find every, every evil work. And so we started doing something. We had a we had a, a, a catchphrase to where if we started getting into some intense fellowship, mm -hmm. we would say what we heard that you're supposed to say strife break. And what that means is, and we knew that what went to us, what that meant, what we were taught is anytime that you're in strife, if you say strife break, that means that whatever you're in strife about, you have to break and pray in the Holy Ghost. Okay, pray in the Holy Ghost, I think it was three minutes. And you know, at the moment when you're so angry, and I love that, that I love that because it really worked for us, but it always seemed to me that you always did it when you knew I was just about to prove a point and you had to say that because, and then you knew I had to be quiet and pray. And then, so he would do, do that. And then I was like, well, oh, mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> but I had so many things to say, but at the moment you're like, well, I don't want to pray right now. It's like, well, you know, we need to pray. And so then we would stop and pray. And you know, Liz, I'm telling you right now, after a few minutes in the presence of God and just praying, that point didn't matter. It didn't matter. You know, it, it didn't matter. Um, honestly, for us, since, you know, we've got saved, you know, and maybe for you, that's not the situation. Maybe you have a, a, a spouse that's not saved. Maybe you're not saved right now. Maybe you don't have the Lord in your life. Or maybe you're, um, you know, just starting over. Whatever your situation may be. And maybe one of you is just, you know, listening to the Lord. The other one isn't. You do your part because you do your part and maybe your husband doesn't want to do a strike break. Maybe your spouse, your wife doesn't. You do your part and you pray and you ask God to help you because he'll help you in that situation. Uh, we, everybody has a different story, you know, and everybody navigates disagreements differently. But they're never going to be the right way if you don't do it under the word of God. You never. That doesn't mean that we would stop. You know, if we had gotten in a disagreement about something that needed to change, that doesn't mean that we didn't go back and discuss that that situation. It just meant that we didn't do it in the flesh. It meant we did it with God, and and that that works so much better. And, and we did it in God's order. Yeah. Because you yes. know God created man, and. He needed help. That's why God said, you know, let us create, you know, a help meet, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what Eve was. She was she was a help meet. Doesn't mean she was a slave. Mm -hmm. She was there to compliment, you know, and to bring out the good that was in her husband. And Adam was called to lead. He was called to, to be that priest of his mm -hmm. of his home, the shepherd of his flock. And I think that when things are done in order, God ordained for the man, the husband. To be the priest of the home. Mm -hmm. but what does I, that mean? Can you just elaborate a little bit on that? Because I, the husband needs house band. It means that, that that husband comes in and he creates a band around it. You know, uh, I know for me and in, in, in our, my walk with the Lord, when you are pushing towards God and when you are just running with the Lord, I know for me it has just, it has just caused me to want to run with you. Yeah. And so when you do that, you know, it just, it changes something in our marriage when you're ahead. So share that, why it's in order for you to be that way. I think that, that often, you know, you get like in our situation, <clears throat> it was the same thing as my parents' situation. You know, my mom started going to church <clears throat> and later on my dad got saved. You know, you started going to church later on, I got saved. And I think what happens a lot of times is just that 
you know, men were intimidated by our women, you know, our wife's spirituality. You know, in a lot of churches, the women are doing the serving. You know, uh, a lot of churches, you know, they're the ones that are leading prayer. They're the ones that are leading worship. You know, they're doing all these things. And some of those are things that God wants men involved in. You know, and so when they get saved, you know, the, the, the husbands are kind of like, they're not wearing the pants in that area. They don't know how to. And sometimes with some of the wives, they have a hard time giving the pants back and letting the husband lead. You know, as the husband becomes, you know, saved and he's growing and learning, man, he, he's going to have so much confidence when that wife becomes his greatest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. She's encouraging him to lead this family. Yeah. Because like you said, he's the husband. He's the house man. He's the one that holds the family together. He's the one that's to lead. And, and what we learn is that when it comes to the priest of the home, we might not always agree on a decision. We pray. Mm-hmm. And number one, we go to the word of God. It doesn't matter what you feel or I feel or what I think or what you think. Number one, we always agree on the word. That's right. But there's some situations that, you know, it's not literally written in the word, yes. but you can. Discernment and prayer. Yeah. And time. yeah. But there's times where maybe we don't agree. Not often because we don't move without agreement. That's right. But the thing is, this is that as the priest of the home, you've always backed up my decision. Yes. Because God's called me to lead, That's and right. I'll answer for those decisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in those situations, what we learned is we had to learn how to pursue the peace that That's in the right. situation. That's right. Because we might not always have the solid answer, but when we don't have the answer, when it comes to dealing with disagreement, you and me would always find where's the peace at yeah. in yes. this situation. And I like what you just said. We didn't move without agreement we didn't and, and we still don't you know because we always understood that a move uh, a school change for our children a job change what whatever it may be it wasn't about what was best for you what was best for me for your career at the time before you you um you know went into ministry it was always what's going to be the best for our children what's yeah. going to be the best for our home is this going to move you away from church is this job uh um although it looks great you know, better money, but is it going to take you away from church? Is it going to take our children away from the school and the church that they're supposed to be at? Because it doesn't matter how much money you make if you're not in the right place. If you're not in agreement to what God has, then we could have derailed our kids' future. You know, we really could have. Yeah, I think there's a lot of unnecessary roughness that people experience because, you know, sometimes we don't, uh, we're, we're not praying in agreement. You know, the Bible says that one of us puts a thousand to flight Two of us put 10,000. There's added power when you have yes. agreement. Yes. Uh, the Bible says two are better than one. The Bible says that a cord of three strands, you know, me, her, and the Lord, a cord of three strands isn't easily broken. And so it's important in that when it comes to life and going forward, you know, you can disagree and it not have to be ugly. Mm-hmm. Some people get ugly because they don't agree, and that's not a godly quality. It's not. You know, um, there's an agreement that God wants to bring. And so I just pray for you today that if there's, an area of your relationship where there's been disagreement, maybe there's certain subjects that you cannot talk about, and maybe there's patterns there where maybe one of you makes decisions without even oh, inquiring of the other of the other spouse. Oh, in, we can we can do a whole segment oh, of that. Man, you oh. got people going out, you know, buying a car, buying a house, buying huge things without considering the spouse. Or, or just racking up credit card after credit card and not finding out until it gets there. But, 
There's more to be said about this yes. subject, but our, our so time is up. So join us again next week. We would just really appreciate it. We're going to be talking next week about... Raising a family in unity. Yes, raising a family in unity. And so please come back. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Yeah, you have a great day. That's so good. Yes,